1: Is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN radio? Oh yeah. Bill B's back tonight. Let's go. What do
2: you mean, as in he's
3: not fired? Mm. We won. They gotta win. Do your job. We are on Sportsmanlike. Oh on ESPN radio, ESPNU. If you're watching on ESPNU, you see the do your job shirt. That's right. Patriots That's last right. night beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. 21, 21, 18, two straight losses at home. For the Steelers, to two-win teams, Arizona and New England, in back-to-back weeks, Bailey Zappi with three touchdowns for New England. Mitch Trubisky, yeah, not very good. Rushing touchdown and passing touchdown, but also had an interception for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The fans were ruthless all over him all night long. Pittsburgh had a late penalty on a punt that probably should not have been a penalty on them and should have been on New England, which would have given Pittsburgh a first down with a chance to potentially tie the game on a field goal. The Steelers are now 7-6. and six. The rest of the way, they play teams that are – Five hundred or better the entirety of the way, and and now we have a situation in Pittsburgh where they are hovering around a streak, and Pat Costello every single week provide every single day excuse me provides us at different times moments where he's over it right where he thinks he's over different things he's annoyed by things he has a Mike Tomlin reaction I'm over it that I wanted to present to the two of you. Pat, go ahead with the I'm over it for Mike Tomlin, if you may.
0: Well, I just don't – I get why Steelers fans would be so frustrated with what's going on with Mike Tomlin because he is a Super Bowl champion and we can't take that away from him. They haven't been back – they haven't even really been close to the Super Bowl in – 13 years he's three and seven since in the playoffs since the last time they were in the Super Bowl so it's great that he's 500 or above 500 but it's not getting you anywhere you're not accomplishing anything with that you're just making the playoffs and then getting bounced almost immediately every year so I get why Steelers fans are so frustrated
3: so Mike Tomlin's been the coach of the Steelers for what this is his 17th year 16th year Mm -hmm. he's never had a record under 500 and that's not impressive to you Pat
0: it's fine. It's How is not, that fine when oh no other God. coach in the NFL does that? Because it's not leading to anything. Like what? It's,
4: it's, it's leading to you being in the playoffs, which you've done 10 of the 16 years he's been the head coach. I'm sorry, in order to win a championship, you actually got to get into the postseason. Exactly. And in this stretch, where they're at right now, in the twilight of Roethlisberger's career, and now transitioning to whatever's next, whether it's Kenny Pickett or another option, this guy gives you an opportunity to continue to be competitive. Like, right now we're sitting there saying before these last two losses that this team was more likely than not to be in the postseason. So I I guess that's the part that I get tripped up on because when you start looking at, you know, some of the better head coaches around the league, hell, when you look at the head coach on the other sideline last night's game and Bill Belichick, those two guys are cooking with about the same ingredients and yet there's nothing close in terms of the meal that they've made in Pittsburgh as opposed to what the New England Patriots are doing. So that's why I don't know how you can not be impressed with what Mike Tomlin has done, even though his team hasn't had success in the playoffs once they get there in recent memory.
3: Pat, let's just get clarification on this. Are you saying Mike Tomlin is overrated or the Mike Tomlin storyline is overrated?
0: The storyline. The the him being over five hundred every year is just like it's not that Important if you're not actually doing anything with it. But he hasn't won a Super Bowl in 15 years. But like. they're
3: always good. They always overachieve in the regular season. Well, not always. They they have overachieved in the regular season. Yes. Okay, maybe you want to say there's an argument they've underachieved in the postseason, but they're playing in the Brady and now Mahomes era in the AFC. This is not playing, and Manning, this is not playing in the NFC where you didn't have Brady or Manning or Mahomes now.
2: I also think because of the sustained success that Bill Belichick and Tom Brady have had that it colors unfairly our version of what success looks like in the NFL. That's the outlier. Those guys winning that many titles is the outlier. Let's not somehow diminish what Mike Tomlin's been able to do because those two together have been able to win so many Super Bowls.
3: So is the better solution for you? Like, Pat, so then there's two options that you're interested in that you haven't seen enough of from Tomlin. It's winning it all or not winning it all? Like, you'd rather them just bottom out and get a top pick in the draft? Is that what you're saying? Because every year, they're at least in the current modern state, nine and eight. You know how many other franchises would sign up for every year to be at least that and not have to pick a top of
0: the draft? I just don't see a gap between him and like Mike McCarthy. To me they're they're on equal footing. They both have one Super Bowl. They both are basically in the same place every year. And we're talking about Mike McCarthy potentially being fired after this season.
3: Well, but the circumstances matter with McCarthy and because of the team he's coaching in the Dallas Cowboys having even though they it had a the, longer It's co- the Steelers. I mean, Right, the Steelers notoriously don't have a quick hook. The Cowboys outside of Jason Garrett have had a little bit They, they fired Jimmy Johnson. Or they pushed Jimmy Johnson out. They pushed
0: Landry out. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean what do like He was there for like thirty years. (laughs) I under Jason Garrett was eight and eight for like ten straight seasons and they kept him around. I'm I'm stunned by
3: this. Eight and eight 729-3776. 729-3776. Let's open this up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Steelers lose last night. They've lost two games in a row. Is the Mike Tomlin storyline overrated of every year, 500 or better? You can be a part of Unsportsmanlike Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the malicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper the ones fans deserve. Cece, I'm sure you've been asked and we've asked you a million times how hard it is to win a Super Bowl. Let me go differently on this. How hard is it actually just to get to 500 in the NFL, which Tomlin does every single year of his life in the NFL as a head coach?
4: Well, I think it's next to impossible. I mean, all you got to do is look around the landscape at the best coaches in the National Football League and all of them have had seasons where they've been below 500. For us to have this large of a sample size with Mike Tomlin, it shows you that this is a guy that can coach above the X's and O's. And this is a guy that can get more than his talent on his roster would suggest. And I think there's something to be said for having the infrastructure in place and having a culture in place that allows you to routinely do that. So, yeah, I, I, make a, I don't think it's overblown to continue to point to it because with, with each season, it becomes that much more impressive because every year that he goes, especially post-Ben Roethlisberger, yeah. there are more opportunities for this team to fall flat on his face, and they never do. Now, regardless of whether or not you think they should lose in order to get an upper echelon draft pick, a top draft pick, and maybe get a chance at a dynamic quarterback, I, I mean – That's just not what the Pittsburgh Steelers do. That's not what Art Rooney II wants. That's not how that organization rolls. And for that team's MO, this is the perfect, and I mean perfect, head coach. And then the other thing about the whole quarterback situation, who's to say that you have to have a top 10 pick in order to get a good quarterback in this league? Like, you can develop a good quarterback if you have a good environment for a young player to step into at that position. If you have a really good defense, if you have a really good skill position core, if you have a stable offensive line, if you have a stable coaching staff, you'll be able to develop people like the Dallas Cowboys did with Dak, like the 49ers did with Brock. And Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts was a second-round pick. So, I mean, it's not – you know, you can – The the Seattle Seahawks, Russell Wilson was a third-round pick. Like, I get that I'm pointing to outliers. Lamar, 32. He was 32. I I get that I'm pointing to outliers in this situation, but when you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, what you've done in terms of having stability at the head coaching spot is create an opportunity to be able to find that quarterback. And in between time, you're still finding ways to be competitive and be in the postseason.
2: And the fact that he hasn't lost the locker room after all these years, and all of these guys in the NFL still want to play for not just talent. on his
4: team, around I, the league, everybody when would they sign do these blind play surveys, everybody says. Like, Mike Tomlin is the number one coach I want to play for.
2: He's the guy I want to play for, and that's remarkable because after so many years in the league, a lot of times the message goes stale, and it hasn't for him. I also think it's worth noting that he's having success in that division where you have Harbaugh, you have Lamar, you have Joe Burrow's emergence. Cleveland hasn't been an easy out, and he's still finding ways to win despite not having a Ben Roethlisberger.
3: In In a weird way, the biggest compliment to Tomlin is we all watched the game last night. More likely than not, based on track record, he's going to finish with a winning record with that football team. Think about that. They will finish most likely with a winning record, and that team that we all saw last night ain't very good. Glenn in Atlantic City listening on 97.3. What's up, Glenn?
5: Hey, what's going on? I'm a lifelong Steelers fan, and what I've seen in Mike Tomlin, I appreciate what he's bringing to the table, but like your uh, guy said, They haven't really been a Super Bowl contender in years. I mean, Tomlin has to look up and down his sideline and think, I don't have the horses. He's bringing three backup quarterbacks to the table. And what they've won games this year, all the smoke and mirrors. And after after the last two weeks, the smoke has cleared, the mirrors are broken, and we see that they're not a true playoff team on any level. Okay, wait, wait, wait. go one step further. Go one step further,
3: Glenn. Do you want him as your head coach moving forward?
5: Oh, absolutely. I have okay. no problem right. with him going right. forward. I, I'm, but you have to take into consideration what your man said. They haven't been a Super Bowl contender in years. Have they finished, have been a decent team through his con, through his uh, tenure there? Absolutely. But a Super Bowl contender, it's been a long time. And they do not have the horses on any level right now. You're bringing three backup quarterbacks to the table. You can't win with that. I mean, I'm. I'm I'm But that's not on Mike Tomlin. But that's not Mike Tom. But that's not Mike
4: Tomlin though. That's not his fault. Like that. That's on the front office, the general manager, the the pro scouting department to get the right people in there, so Mike Tomlin can have that upper tier success that we're looking for in the NFL. I think the head coach is what's setting the floor for this franchise and for this team. But the quarterback play is what's going to ultimately determine the ceiling. And they've had suspect quarterback play. What? For the last half
3: decade? It's also really hard to it's replace the legend. It's been bad. Look, <laughs> Pittsburgh, New England, New Orleans, it's Indianapolis. It is really hard when you have an iconic football player at the quarterback position to find someone to replace that guy. That is one of the hardest. I go back to, again, how does Green Bay do this? Green Bay is going to have 40 years of great quarterback play. It's un- Green, Bay- Green Bay is to quarterbacks as Pittsburgh is to head coaches. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. And if you want to take that risk, if you're Pittsburgh, a flirting with someone with the Steelers have never indicated they're doing this. But if this is a message to the Steelers fans. If you're not appreciative of that guy getting you to over 500 every single year, you should experience what everyone else, non-Patriots, uh, experiences around the league. The volatility of that position, which you never have, and that guy always gets you into a respectable part of the season.
2: How much money do you think that the Jets would want to pony up if they could get Mike Tomlin?
3: Well, d- does Rodgers want him?
2: I'm just saying. I'm just talking. <laughs> or like Cleveland. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care about, if
4: Rodgers wanted him. Yeah, Oh, that I, point? I, I, like, if I could get Mike Tomlin yeah. as my No, I would coach, say it in a joking I, way. I'm yeah. get, I, does Mike Tomlin want Aaron Rodgers? No. Because if he don't, get him I the hell out of so. here.
2: If I could get Mike Tomlin. Exactly.
4: Like, I think that would be more am, valuable for the Jets I'm than just, having Aaron Rodgers. I'm
2: thinking of franchises <laughs> who have had a lot of volatility. Yeah, absolutely. It's always a churn. And how much they would welcome a presence like Mike Tomlin.
3: I am literally sitting here today. In a do your job Bill Belichick shirt. I have fought <laughs> with every, every ounce of anyone coming at it. Bill Belichick saying he's not back in New England. And the only time that the two of you have ever gotten me to break on this is when you pose the hypothetical of, okay, what if you can get Tomlin? And my response was uh 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 like that's how good this guy is. Last night should actually show you how good he is, not how bad he is. It's somehow, some way, he'll get that team to nine and eight. That's real.
4: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Is it real? They're real. And they're spectacular. Or is it fake? Fake is gonna
3: fake. Fake, fake, fake.
1: This is Real versus Fake.
3: Real versus Fake, brought to you by Real Christmas Trees. Get real and keep it real this holiday season by buying the real Christmas trees at Lowe's or wherever real Christmas trees are sold. For more information, go to getrealkeepitreal.com. They're better for the environment. They keep the American Christmas tree farmer in business. And they bring back those holiday memories, the smell, the touch, the feel, the real Christmas trees. Get real, keepitreal.com. Along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Smalls has real or fake questions for CC and I to answer.
2: Here we go. First one. This week in the NFL, week 14 is the best NFL weekend of the year, real or fake. <sighs>
3: On paper, I'm gonna, it's real.
2: I'm going
4: to go real just because of the playoff implications. We're closer to the postseason, so all of this stuff is starting to come into focus, mm-hmm. and the stakes are that much greater. It, it changes in terms of the style of football that's being played. It's a little more up-tempo. There's a little more intensity. People are more chippy. I mean, we saw Isaiah Pacheco and Dre Greenlaw get thrown out in Week 13. i got to imagine that the spice is only going to get amped up in Week 14. So, yeah,
3: I'm going to go real. We have six games with 500 or better teams against each other. We have a seventh game with Tampa and Atlanta competing for a division. We have two games that if I told you before the season, these are going to be the NFC Championship and AFC Championship games, you would believe me, in Dallas, Philadelphia, Buffalo, Kansas City. Now, obviously, you may not with the way Buffalo is played, of course. So, absolutely, on paper, best NFL weekend of the season.
2: And even some of those non-500 games are intriguing.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, you brought up the Jets and the Texans as one potentially in the Zach Wilson <laughs> bounce back game. Well, I don't know, bounce back. That would indicate he's bouncing back. So, right. <laughs> a bounce game,
2: maybe? He did take an L, so maybe he bounces back. Big Sean right. style. I don't okay. know. All right. Next one. The college football playoff has taken away the allure of the Heisman, real
3: or fake. Um, real. I, I'm but I'm gonna give you other reasons. What has happened to the Heisman Trophy? I'm not saying it's not important or significant. I'm saying, do you remember the way it was when we were growing up where everybody would be like, Oh my god, Saturday night, I gotta watch the Heisman Trophy, I gotta listen to it here on ESPN radio. And I'm not saying you shouldn't watch or listen. I'm not that's not what I'm saying. On Saturday night, are you more interested in the Heisman Trophy or the NBA in season tournament final? Probably the NBA in season tournament final. Yes, you have that. social media Which where on lot. your phone, you're gonna find out the winner of it immediately. In addition, I would argue back in the day that we we didn't see all the players like we do now. Like you know, we grew up the two of us, Cece and I in the Northeast for the most part. We're not seeing Washington play that much. No, right? We don't know about Michael Panix the way that we do now. Mm-hmm. We may not even see LSU and Jaden Daniels. Now, thanks to the unbelievable dominance and beauty of ESPN, we get to see all the games. No There's not, we're not learning new stuff on the Heisman Trophy Saturday night like we used to. It just feels a lot different than it used to for me.
4: Yeah, Kosan retweet everything he said. It does feel a little anticlimactic because we all know who the presumptive Heisman winner is. It's going to be Jaden Daniels, the guy that threw for 50 touchdown passes Ooh. and over 4,000 yards.
2: I also think we are just in a world where we are so oversaturated with content That unless it's a live game, there's not a lot of things that really command our attention. The All-Star game doesn't have the same juice that it used to. Unless it's an actual game that Mm -hmm. has implications, a lot of times we don't care in the same manner in which we used to.
3: Here's my counter to that. NFL Draft is now on network television But the NFL
2: is king. The NFL... Well, this is still football. and, and And for some... Well that that is a hope vehicle for a lot of fan bases and they don't know the outcome. To your point, we all pretty much know who the Heisman Trophy winner is. But going even if to
3: be. we didn't, let's just say it was a complete mystery. We had no idea who was going to win on Saturday night. I still don't think it has the same allure as it used to because I don't think we're learning the stories of the players for the first time like we used to on Saturday night of the Heisman Trophy.
2: Okay, next one, guys. Let's talk a little golf. John Rahm leaving the PGA Tour for Live Golf. Real or fake Live Golf Tour? It's not going anywhere.
3: I'm going to say fake, but for a a spin of a reason. It feels like we're headed towards what has already been reported, that Live and PGA are going to merge and become one at some point. Yeah. So they're not going to use the word or the name Live whenever that merger, if it ever takes place, takes place. They're going to probably just double down on the PGA Tour because they allow it to compare it to the history and everything like that. But this John Rahm story is fascinating because he was the one that was the greatest golfer outside of Tiger and Rory historically to say, no way, I'm not doing this. I'm not taking the blood money or whatever, however they described oh! it. And now they offer him 450, $500 dollars, and he's taking the money. But the other thing is, is it live or is it isn't it like part of the PG? Like this is what I'm confused about. It's not the, I would bet his reasoning in his head. Is It's not the same as if I was the first one to do it, like Mickelson or Kepka, where now it's part of PGA ultimately. There's kind of been some level of acceptance that it feels different. But why do they need to pay these guys to do that? I don't even understand it.
4: Well, they want it for the association, right, and the publicity. And there's uh, 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 an element of this where guys use their platforms and their social media to push out different agendas that the Saudi Arabian government might have or the Live Golf Tour might have. So there's that aspect of it. But when it comes down to the Live versus PGA, this is supposed to be a merger of those two entities, but that hadn't happened as right, of yet. Right. And the PGA Tour is actually fishing around trying to find other financial backing for their events. And so I think this acquisition of John Rahm into the Live golf fold is what the Live Tour is using to push the PGA back into their direction in terms of consummating this proposed marriage that they're going to have. It it does feel icky, Smalls. I'm with you. But it's just too much money. If you don't like it as a golf fan, don't be mad at the golfers for taking life changing money it's 300 million dollars if it was on the board for you to get it you would take it too
2: of course they would everybody yeah. would take that yeah. um, well maybe not everybody depending on your life circumstances. pretty much everybody 99 percent of people, take of
4: people would take that money but yeah. this
2: this situation is so convoluted to me because yes one by one these star golfers are defecting how many people have ever sat down and watched a live event
3: that was literally gonna be my next comment i don't i don't even know where it is when it is are they going on now
2: no one's like, oh, wow, there's a 54-hole live tournament coming up. i got to make sure I'm locked into that. No, but we're all still locked into Masters weekend. So that's why it's, it's, a, it's a complicated situation about proje- – or, excuse me, a complicated projection when you look towards the future because, yeah, all these guys are taking the money, but as a consumer, do we care about live? No. Other than which guys are taking the money or not? That's the only storyline we actually care about. We're not talking about the golf component of this with
3: live. 100% agree.
2: 100%. Okay, last one. Real versus fake. The LeBron Michael Jordan debate is over if LeBron wins the in season tournament.
4: Stop it. Stop it. I can't it. even get it out without laughing. Oh my gosh. That is so fake. That is so fake. I don't even know where to go with that. Can
2: you imagine if you're debating someone it's and so like, fake. LeBron, though. LeBron did, did, win did the something Jordan tournament. did. He's got
0: an tournament win. <laughs> MJ could never.
5: MJ
3: oh, could stop. never. Stop using LeBron's name in the same sentence as Michael Jordan. Just saying. LeBron oh, LeBron on. is what? the second come greatest on. player of all time. I get it. He ain't Michael. Stop it. Stop. So
4: Everybody. hold on, if he's the second greatest player what? of all time, then don't you have to mention them together? 1, arguably he's the 1, 000 second 000. greatest. Come on. I don't think it's arguable anymore. Who's arguing against
3: it? Well, I said arguably, but I but to me the gap between 1 and 2 is a lot greater than the gap between 2 and whoever you want to have as 3, whether it's Kareem, Kobe, Will, Eh, That's fair, but
4: we start talking about one and then two, it's Michael, it's LeBron.
3: Okay, see, you're going to mention them in the same breath. I can't do it. It's okay, it's fair. I can't do it. I can't sit here and talk Michael versus LeBron. I can't do it.
0: (laughs) Because of the in-season tournament dominance that we've seen from LeBron. (laughs) Can't get past it.
3: 38-5, and and he only played in three quarters.
4: All right, has this from O-O-O. O'Reilly, did you know one in four car batteries is weak? And needs to be replaced, O'Reilly Auto Parts will test your battery free of charge. That's free ninety-nine, y'all. If your battery needs to be replaced, their professional parts people can help you find the best superstar battery for your vehicle and budget. Make sure your vehicle is ready for the weather ahead by getting your battery tested for free at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
1: This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio.
3: We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV and boat insurance. Visit progressive.com for more information. Along Michelle Smallman. Evan Cohen with you. Chris Canty is at get up. Austin Rivers, ESPN NBA analyst has replaced him. <laughs> Boy, there's there's a lot we have to get into with Austin no, no, Rivers. No, 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 like first this. of all, first <laughs> of all, Austin Rivers played a decade in the NFL, NBA, right? Yeah. At least a decade. Yeah. You could play in the NBA. You could be on national television as a broadcaster. But I witnessed something yesterday. You can't work a coffee machine?
8: I, it, I was struggling.
3: What it, happened to you yesterday? <laughs> no. He had to bring someone else over to work the coffee machine.
8: Uh, my Duke education has not, uh, <laughs> has not come in tenfold yet. I, um, first of all, I don't drink coffee.
3: So what were
2: you Why? getting?
8: Tea or something? No, I was getting coffee just because I, I needed it. But I, I've probably drinking coffee twice in the last eight months. Nine months. I, I don't. I don't drink it. Ever. You just
2: don't prefer it.
8: No. Yeah. I just. I've never really liked it. So I usually just wake up and. Wow. That natural organic energy. You yeah. Know what Good I mean? for but, you. It uh, couldn't work the machine. Yesterday I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> But we figured it out. We got it was a done. touch
3: screen. There's like three people that are coming over and
8: helping him as, so, if,
3: they, as if they were explaining defense to James Harden. I mean, so, that's what yeah. it was.
8: Sometimes it takes a village. You know <laughs> what I mean? Sometimes it takes a village. Yeah.
2: Um, so, Austin, do you need a coffee this morning? Because you just shared with us that you were running a little bit late today. So today might be a coffee day, no?
8: Today has been a, uh, a weird start to the day. <laughs> um, I totally messed up the timing of which I was supposed to get on air. Uh, I put this ensemble that you see before you <laughs> together in about two to three minutes. Looks great. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> good no work. one else. Yeah. No one else knows except everyone knows. <laughs> no, no, no. No one yeah. knows but America. Yeah, yeah, right. right, right. No, I just I, I, simple mess up, but uh, no, yeah, we put this together fine. I feel good. I'm, I'm well-rested. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. Uh, or play. I keep saying the play-in tournament, but the in-season tournament yeah, happened last confusing. night. Yeah. I do want to get to one thing before we get to that from a basketball perspective. You made a ton of news yesterday. I see headline. You don't even know you made a ton of news. No, yeah. Yesterday.
8: This is not good. What's going on? No, no, okay. <laughs> yeah. You
3: made a ton of news. I see the headline. Then I watch the video. I'm like, oh, I don't think he was that serious about it. Maybe you were. You were saying that you can't say anything nice about Philly because it's personal because of what they did to your dad. But you said it with a smile on your face on first take, but everybody was running with the headline.
8: Is oh, I mean, if someone took that, you, you, if someone took that the wrong way, then they're just ridiculous, huh? I have nothing against Philly. I was being completely—that's that's what I, I thought. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, I have I have nothing against um, the Seventy Sixers or the Philadelphia. You know, from the whole standpoint of this their city or anything. Yeah, I don't I don't have anything. Yeah, and I, I'm actually close with Daryl Morey, the guy. Who run, you know, just from my time in Houston and everything Like that, but no, yeah, I was uh trying to be funny and stick it up for my old man there, so yeah. yeah.
3: And I know you've said many times you think Philly's better coach this year than you do than last year, right? Yeah, much I, well, I don't know about it, I, I, I never said that. but
8: I do like Nick Nurse. I do, I, I love Nick Nurse, he's done a great job over there in Philly. Uh, but yeah, no, I try to make that clear. I was joking yesterday <laughs> by laughing so. and smiling, I, when <laughs> everybody so. was laughing and smiling. I thought that was kind of a me too, me but too. But you, you know, in today's world, if someone frames something a certain way. I guess it's uh, it's more attractive to certain people. So,
3: so last night we see Tyrese Halliburton unbelievable performance, unbelievable man. And then it gets chippy after the game, which I love from a standpoint of Halliburton does the Dame time thing. Dame yeah, psychos. that was that. that was, I think that's great. Right now we may ha- maybe we have a Milwaukee Indiana rivalry out of nowhere. What do you think?
8: The next time they play, it'll definitely be a competitive atmosphere. I mean, he for him to pull out the Dame time clock, and even when he hit the deep three earlier and was saying, "I do this too." <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, he was talking and really, you know, standing, you know, as, as Drewski says, standing on business. You know what I mean? He, <laughs> was, he was doing that. And from the standpoint of just Indiana competing, I mean, Milwaukee is a championship together, you know, championship team that everybody's put together and everybody's thought about them and, you know, high hopes and of them going and reaching the finals, competing against Boston. Every time you talk about championship aspirations in the East, it's always Boston, Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Boston. And then here comes little Indiana. Amazing. You know what I mean? It's really good, man. It's good to see for the city of Indianapolis and everything in basketball.
3: And he's one of these guys, Tyrese Halliburton, I'll never forget this. I go to the summer league every year, and I just it's an amazing thing for basketball just to watch, right? And I, I see Tyrese Halliburton as a, a veteran player walking around, and players just gravitate towards him. Yeah. He's one of these guys that if you told me somebody wanted to go to Indiana, which is unheard of, I'd actually believe it yeah. because he feels like a, like Draymond was like this. Chandler Parsons, oddly enough, like this, where guys just gravitate to them and they have an ability to recruit a little bit.
8: That's a hell of a list that you just put together. Am I wrong about that list? Ty- Tyrese Halliburton, Draymond, and Chandler Parsons. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> okay. What's going on here? It's it sounds like a punchline huh? of a joke, It's right? a
3: recruiting <laughs> list.
8: But yeah, those guys recruit for different reasons. Ty- Tyrese Halliburton recruits for – for because he's probably a fun point guard to play with. In terms of just him being so unselfish, pushing the pace, Draymond is probably more of a motivating factor. Keep going. Uh, Ch- Chandler's probably a you know a fun guy to hang around. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I let him right into that. Smalls, over to I, you.
8: I, I, I grew up with Chandler, so that's why I, I, he's from the same city as I. So I, he's like one of those guys that like people – you, you're right, though. A lot of people do gravi, you know, gravitate towards him just because his personality is just kind of one of those infectious, yeah. go-lucky guys, good guy to go out with, hang out with. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. That's, I can that, imagine. Yeah, no, no. That's Chandler, bro. You know Probably mean? a
2: fun time. Yeah. Well, the Lakers beat the Pelicans. I, I think beat isn't even an appropriate I word that for what game we off,
8: saw. I turned that game <laughs> off in, in the third quarter, man that 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 got ugly and i was on record yesterday saying that i had new orleans i had new orleans winning that game
3: and you you played with those guys you know some of those so guys, what
2: happened right? yeah. austin what happened
8: i mean you know what's crazy is i just think experience really i mean the way lebron is playing right now it's it's like tough cuz we talk about him i know it feels like every week we say something about lebron james but the way he's able to perform and have a control on the game and the way he's able to will his team, just through his peer example, it just seems like he comes out and sets the tone and everybody else falls in line. Uh Torian Prince played well as well. Uh Reeves had a, you know another good game off the bench. It just seems like they're they're falling in order. Um and I you, you the best part about this is you watch LeBron James and you could see that he wants to win this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which is just so cool for the NBA in uh, this whole in-season tournament. You know, everybody's questioned it. What is it? Do we like it? Do we understand it? And then here's like one of the greatest players of all time, arguably the greatest player, going like balls out in the first tournament, like trying to win. Now you see him in the finals.
2: How special is it what we're seeing from LeBron at this point in his career? You've never career? seen
8: it. I, I just yeah. keep
2: watching him, and I'm just like, I hope that we as a collective are appreciating this. It's hard, this to moment. in the
8: moment. You know what I mean? We always pick things apart. That's just by habit, yeah. you know what I mean? And we get used to things. So you just start to, like, not appreciate something until it's gone and taken from you. Obviously, LeBron says he's determined to give father time its first L. But, you know, in these next three or four years, you're going to see, obviously, things change and – you know, or whatever that is. And people will definitely appreciate it. Then probably even more.
2: We know how much time and work he puts into preserving his body, Yeah, but can you just give us a little bit of an insight on how difficult that is at this stage in his career and the wear and tear that he's probably <laughs> experienced that because I watch him and I'm like, I can't even imagine he's turning what 39 in a couple of weeks yeah. and he's still playing at this level. What does it take for him to physically be able to do this?
8: A lot. It, the crazy thing is it takes a lot at any point in your career, even mm-hmm. if he was like 25, what he does, just in terms of taking care of his body, uh, nutritionist. Uh, he has a workout guy. He has a basketball workout guy. He has someone who is focused on his eating. He has, I mean, he does everything. You, you've seen the reports. This guy spends around a million dollars a year on his body. I don't know another athlete that's even in the realm of being close to doing something like that. I'm sure it might be a soccer player like Messi or Ronaldo or something. I don't know, but... In terms of longevity, we've never seen a, a person, I don't even think in sports, be this dominant, besides maybe Tom uh, in football. But just for how excruciating basketball is going both sides of the, of, of the, of the court, I think it's even more impressive what, what LeBron's doing. It's the most impressive thing I've ever seen an athlete do. Wow. Is, wow. Yeah. At his age, be this good, this dominant. I, I've never seen it. Tell me, tell me a time where someone in year 21 – or year 20. What's it? Year 21? 21? 21. 20, 21, 22. Does it matter? You know what I mean?
3: Yeah.
8: 21. Na- yeah, 21. Yeah, 21. <laughs> <laughs> Name a time in someone's career where you— Brady. S- Brady's yeah. the only one. That's the only other guy. So who's more impressive,
3: Brady or LeBron?
8: I, I, LeBron is the most impressive athlete I've ever seen in my life. In year 21, he's playing both sides of the ball. It's not football. You know what I mean? The quarterback's a different type of position. In basketball, he's got to run back and guard. He's got to defend. He's got to rebound. You know, there's, eight, there's 82 games uh, compared to an NFL schedule. Um, I've never seen and again, Tom's right there. Tom's second. I have Tom is one of the most, you know, probably remarkable sports careers I've ever seen put together as well. But LeBron's first for me.
3: Hello, I'm Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you. It's on Sportsman Like here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, CC over at Get Up, Austin Rivers NBA analyst here. While we got you and we have one more minute or so left. Your dad told a story recently about Dennis Rodman babysitting you.
8: Now you see what, why these late nights are piling up. Man. The, <laughs> influence, influence? the influence is early. <laughs> is that true? It is true, yeah. Did he pay him? I think so. I don't, like, he,
3: What's uh, Dennis Rodman's rate to babysit? Do we know?
8: Probably higher now. Um, <laughs> you know what's interesting about that is I think at the time, you know, decisions are made so innocently you just don't even think about. <laughs> now looking back, probably wasn't. I mean, I guess, you know, he did a good job. And Dennis has kids and has been around kids his whole life, so. I guess it was, you know, an easy decision for my parents. But, yeah, that, that was... An easy decision? What, what were you guys doing? <laughs>
2: were you coloring? Like, what was the I don't even remember, <laughs> man.
8: I, I was, like, four years old, bro. You know what I <laughs> mean? Like, this is like...
3: <laughs> I love that... We loved this story. But a new cycle comes up of Dennis Rodman babysitting Austin Rivers. Like, that was a thing for a little bit here.
8: I literally was watching that game. And he starts telling the story. I was like, dear God.
3: Because you knew what was happening. I was like, why
8: are, you, why are you spilling this? Why, why are you even telling this right now? Now I, like, people are on my DMs like, are you okay? Like, what did Dennis do anything to you? I was like, Dennis was great, bro. Like, was, <laughs> I, I didn't have like last dance Dennis. You know what I mean? Like I had like later in his career. At some point you probably wanted to have last dance Dennis. <laughs> yeah. later, later, later in his career spurs Dennis. Like he, had, he was already mature. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was, it was cool. He did a great job and. That was a um, we – I've had a couple strange sitters. I had Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger was one as well. What? I'm sorry, what? Yeah. It wasn't like he came over to my house to sit. My parents were at an event where he was at, and he was there with kids. And my, my, my dad and my mom went to go do something. And I think my mom had asked him, I was like, can you watch him for, for a little bit? We're just going to be gone for like 20, 30 minutes. You know, I don't know. I was there with him. I,
3: I, you just topped the Dennis Rodman story. Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. was your babysitter for a moment. As I well. don't like
8: saying babysitter because it was like he, he wasn't watched bi- you he, as a kid. He was a watcher, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I'm like yeah. stretching it right now. Is That's there okay.
3: a big three, or we're we only at Rodman Pause. and Schwarzenegger? Is there another one? No, no, we
8: don't. No, there's no, there's no, big, no big three. three. No, no, no <laughs> we're, not, we're, we're not putting the Celtics together. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was it. It was uh, Rodman and, and, and Arnold. But it, again, me saying Arnold, I'm, I'm you know. Okay. I'm being generous here. Yeah.
2: I imagine though you don't want to misbehave if the Terminator's the guy watching you. Not
8: at all. <laughs> it, the, good, the good news is I was so young I, I just I I guess it's not good news. I wish I did remember these things. I was like two or three with him. I was even younger. Uh, this was like when I was in New York. My dad played for the Knicks. I remember it was that time.
3: What a life that Austin Rivers had le- has led here—unbelievable—and yet he still can't work a coffee machine, which is amazing. I, I
8: can't work the coffee machine. I'm utterly useless in that department. Um, I'm still taking it day by day. We're going to figure it out.
3: Trying to get better in all three phases. I'm a
8: rookie intern here at, at, at ESPN, it. and you know we're trying to figure this out, man. I'm trying to get better for you guys.
3: We'll see him on on Get Up and First Take. We think if he makes it over to the other studio, Jesus in time.
8: Christ, bro! I'm, I'm bad. I'm right here. I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm about to walk over there right now and handle my business, man
6: by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot
1: This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. <laughs> Making predictions can be tough. Wrong, 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 wrong. Unless you're the chosen one. He's the chosen one. This is Evan Almighty.
3: Time for a round of Evan Almighty, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cullen with you. Before I get to my predictions, yes. I see what's happening. I, I don't like it. I, don't know I see what what you're what's happening. What about. So, I'm, I'm walking back from doing
4: my segment on Get Up on Fridays, which I typically do. Did you bring us? As, as I'm walking into the studio, Austin Rivers is walking out yeah. and he's dapping me up. And I'm like, wait a minute. Good, good to see you. He's like, yeah, thanks for holding it I'm like, wait a minute. You held it down for me while mm-hmm. I was on Get Up. That's not typically what happens on a Friday. Right. So this is the second consecutive day that he's in studio right. with Unsportsman, like this right. time with me somewhere else. And I'm wondering, is this a Wally Pip situation? Okay. I, I don't like it. I'm gonna voice my displeasure for it. It's not as if I'm not available. Don't look at
3: the two of us. I, I just
4: had to do I just had to do my segment. For get had up, to. I had to do my had segment to. for get up, which I do every single Friday. Yeah. Well, well, listen, when Mike Greenberg or and, or Stephen A. Smith ask you to do something, you, you do, do it. it. Yeah. It's not really like it's an option. You don't
2: say no. It's so I, not on the board I,
4: to I say no, I so say you, no say you have to from do you it. Either. exactly. So I'm in there doing that on a Friday, and then I come back to my surprise, and Austin Rivers is you know getting out of my chair and walking out of our studio. I will. I say. don't like it.
6: He was great. He was great. But, was that's, great. but that's what I'm saying. Like. Really you know, are you trying? Are <laughs> you, oh you trying to do an
4: athlete swap right now? No. So
6: Well, Canty, it was either it was either Austin Rivers or Tannenbaum, and I chose Austin Rivers. How's it going to be Tannenbaum when he's you are are you selling my me? tea under the Well, bus they now. offered. They offered a. Our friends at Get Up said, hey, would you like someone? And normally I'm just like, no, we're good. You know, we'll do what we need to. So it's
4: your fault. You called the damn Code Red.
6: Uh, Yes. You uh, decided that, you know what, I want to
4: have another athlete on the show. Kenny's been slacking the last couple of days. Let me send a message to him. First of all,
6: I gave you praise earlier today, so that should be enough. Yeah, that's rare.
2: That's rare.
3: I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. He, yeah, you weren't about, around oh, about, yeah. oh, yeah, you, you were, were you, were, you, were you were out of, you were, out of you the were, studio. Else, yeah. I gave... was with
4: gave... oh Austin. Wow. you oh <laughs> working out the details with the contract <laughs> I even asked to him about... replace Canty. I, I even asked him about Chandler
3: Parsons, <laughs> so you know where I'm going <laughs> on this one. Wow. Yeah, I'll tell
2: you what. He sat right in your chair and told us an amazing story about Arnold Schwarzenegger being his babysitter.
4: See, he's even got better stories than me, this guy. That's what y'all are trying to do. And I did ask him if he thought the Sixers were a better coach this year. We're three months in and you're already trying to replace me? What the hell is going on? You're already Sixers trying to get coached. rid of me. I did it. I asked wow.
3: Him, I asked him if the Sixers are better coached. He was wow. very good. Hopefully he'll be on get-off. He pants.
2: said what LeBron is doing right now is the most impressive thing he's ever seen from an athlete.
4: Wow, he's even coming in with hot takes. That's what I'm saying. I don't More like than it.
3: Brady. Fun,
2: Fun stories, stories. I don't like hot takes. I don't like it
4: one bit. I don't <laughs> like it one bit. And I'm going to let my, my displeasure be known with the powers that be. Although I don't think it's going to do much.
2: Well, Nuno's the powers that be. He hears
4: you. Okay. Right, Nuno? But he doesn't care. He's the one that decided (laughs) to get Austin Rivers on. He's not on my side.
3: Time now for a little Evan Almighty. Here we go. I'm going to give you four quick predictions. Sure to be wrong. Here we go. Number one, whatever the over-under number is for yards and touchdowns, Zach Wilson over. One game only. It's a one-day sale with Zach Wilson. He will be good this weekend and hit the overs for the Jets
4: i think you're out of your mind okay i, that's out of-
2: <laughs> I understand your rationale behind it if right he, if he's ever gonna ball out now is the time after all of the drama that happened this week he needs to prove that he wants to be that's there that's right i don't know if he can but do hold it. on no
4: you do realize he's going up against the houston Texans, I'm right i a defense that, that got three picks off of Russell Wilson, two of which are in the fourth quarter, and this guy doesn't throw picks. One like, day I think, only. I think, I think Russell Wilson had four interceptions going into Week 13. Like, What, what are you
3: talking about? I don't know, one he, day he only. They did
2: play really well against the Chiefs. Let's not forget in that defense.
3: All right, next one. How long Ready? ago was that? It was a while ago. Uh, it was you a while you ago. think that was a wild prediction? A while ago. Coming up on Sunday, the Carolina Panthers will upset the New Orleans Saints. And how did you come to that conclusion? I have, I don't know. I feel like it's a, like one game. Derek Carr is probably going to be out. Jameis will throw picks. Oh,
2: you know what it is? The Hunger Games. They're all fighting to survive. Yes, that's
4: right. But they missed their interim head coach bump already. They lost to the <laughs> Tampa Bay Bucks last week. Why would we Maybe think it's, it's going to get any Maybe better? Maybe
2: it's a delayed bump. Just, I guess. just saying, <sighs>
4: Carolina oh, over New trick, Orleans. Trick or treat Jameis, though. There, there's, no, there's, right. no, there's no, There's no game he can't throw you out of. That's exactly <laughs> right.
3: <Boy>. Exactly. <laughs> Gosh, He's going to go game. Josh Allen on him. That's Here be we go a brutal game to watch. Next one.
4: Brutal game brutal. to watch. Sunday,
3: <laughs> with the injury against one of the best defenses in the league, will be the signature game. Of Trevor Lawrence's NFL career in the regular season, he'll have a great game against the Browns, gut it out, and we will be praising him on Monday. Signature game of Trevor Lawrence's regular season career so far. That one's a little less crazy, right?
2: Well, I don't know that defense. Miles Garrett and that defense coming after him. He's on an ankle injury. If if he has an amazing performance versus that defense and he guts that out, yeah, I could see it.
4: I don't know about that one. I, that one, I'm kind of on the fence on. I don't know. I, I'm okay. I, I guess <laughs> I can buy into it because, like the, that, the injury element adds a layer to it. Yes, that we wouldn't expect. So yeah, the I, flu guess, game
3: kind of mentality. I guess I
4: can go go along with that. I just I don't know, man. He played so well down the stretch. Remember, Jacksonville last year started what four and eight. And then they went on this, this hot streak. They ended up going 9-8 and, and getting into the playoffs. I don't know, man.
2: But we, we love an, uh, an overcoming of something. And if he's sure. overcoming an injury, that's something
3: that's memorable. All right, last one. A streak has to continue this weekend. Make it nine in a row for Josh Allen. The interception streak continues against the Kansas City Chiefs. That one you have to agree with. Come on now. I don't know if I do, actually. Where's Austin Rivers? Does he agree? Here we go. Here
4: we go. Here we go. I can't disagree with one of Evan Almighty's takes. But, no, here's the thing, man. That Chiefs defense got lit up by Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers last week. I mean, they haven't looked like the same Chiefs defense for the last couple of weeks now. And I'm starting to wonder whether or not this is more of a trend rather than an aberration or an outlier and let's face it, like this, this is a circle the wagons moment for the Buffalo Bills. Like Chris Berman always says, nobody circles, circles the, the wagon, wagon like the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. <laughs> and, like with their head coach under siege for yep. questionable comments, not even questionable, no, absurd comments. Terrible. Like yeah. I mean, in every all of this function that's seemingly going on around the franchise, it feels like one of those times where Josh Allen could have a signature moment exercising of the demon, so to speak, based on how things ended a couple of years ago in that divisional round, loss to the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead. This feels like a spot where Josh Allen's going to play really, really well.
2: Co-sign with all of that, I think we're going to see an an invigorated Josh Allen, but I think that comes with an interception.
3: Right, so the streak... (laughs) You can pick them to win, and the streak continues.
2: And you can pick him to play really well, but to have a pick. right? Right,
3: because... He always does that. Coming up, a team that really does not need to talk for whatever reason is talking. And they're talking about a player that never talks. Why? Why? Brian Windhorst? why? We
1: will find out coming up. It's
3: Unsportsmanlike presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio.
1: Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.
6: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.